Ladies, gentlemen, geeks of all ages, you are now entering BJ Shea's Geek Nation. Welcome. Yes, welcome to BJ Shea's Geek Nation. I am the Reverend Enfuego. Across from me is Vicky Barcelona. Hello. We've got the show's namesake, BJ Shea. It is good to be with you. And running the boards is me, Joey Dees, is on assignment. Oh, he's actually patient zero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, yeah. we didn't want him in this room uh, causing the zombie outbreak. So don't touch me. Yep, exactly. Well, we and we <laughs> needed him to be healthy because, as you know, we've got a uh, we got oh, a big weekend yeah. coming up. And I'll let, we'll talk about that after you get through all the particulars. <laughs> yes, on today's show, I will talk with Gareth von Kallenbach about tech that you need for your ear holes. Oh, mm. yes. I've heard some stuff about it. We will talk about the returning of some television shows. Oh, yes. I've heard some stuff about it. Maybe mm. a fun character on something BJ loves involving Star Trek. Oh, dude. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I will tell you, this is the best gift, and it's not even Christmas. And, of course, the Geek Sheet with Vicky B. Vicky, how can people get a hold of us. Get a hold of us via our website bjgeeknation.com It's going to have all our podcast blogs and more! BJ Geek Nation, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Radio.com app, and iTunes. Yes, leave us those five-star reviews. Would really appreciate that. Uh, But one thing we do need to talk about is that tomorrow, so if you're listening to this podcast today, which is November 1st... I get it! It's November 1st! Yes, it is November 1st. And tomorrow is November 2nd. I love science! And that means extra life. That also means that BJ and all of the Board Game Alliance and some special guests will be hanging out at Zulu's Board Game Cafe in Bothell, Washington. Oh, it's going to be amazing. Playing games for 25 hours. I've had so many, you know, it's grown and grown, and I really got to give a lot of love to uh, Josh from the Omega Gamers and Sean from Think 12 Games, and of course, Matt and Ethan and Caleb and everybody else that works at Zulu's Board Game Cafe. This has turned into a huge event. More and more people are like, we're going to show we're going to do this. I want to thank my buddy Spencer from uh, Late Night Tabletop. Yeah. He's going to put us on Twitch. And Ooh, uh, nice. I'm so excited because Spencer always does a great job when he's got he the does technical that. prowess to make that yeah. happen. Yeah. Uh, we have got so many board games that we are going to play live in costume. We've, uh, you know, Josh and Sean and the gang and Vicky and Joey, they, they've had great big meetings to pick out the right game to play that'll really translate well for costuming and just allowing me to be this uh, performing artist idiot while I'm playing a game. Are you guys going to? to be doing any western themes this year this year no western theme <laughs> okay can I, I get just, a uh, can I get a oh I just want to say one thing we don't have no time for those uh, western people that's okay all okay say. Marlon alright yeah, so I'm gonna have say. to think of maybe a mafia themed song that you guys will have to uh, <laughs> sing at about I mean, yeah. midnight or two a.m. Yeah, Rev really trolled us last year for for money, and we could, we had to do it. It was it's it's, it's, it's we, yes. guys donating money. We got to do what you say. So mm-hmm. it's the Italian mafia. So I'm thinking Italian songs. What Italian songs are they? Oh, he, oh. he couldn't really pretend. Oh. We'll go with Dominic the Donkey from. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I know this is yeah. the best it's Christmas Dominic song ever from Lou Monti. I think is. I was thinking of uh, that's Amore maybe. So. Oh, that's not bad. <laughs> we'll yeah. have to see. And what am I talking about? It's the fact that when you guys are playing you're playing for 25 hours mm-hmm. and it's to benefit the children's miracle network and more specifically the seattle children's hospital mm-hmm. yes to help them out so people can donate and sometimes it's if you're in person you can do it for raffles for prizes um or also you can get people to do silly things like last year i asked because of the western theme because you're playing a western game yes. i had you sing uh oh my darling clementine 
Which yes, was did. fantastic. Hilarious. Yeah. Uh, one of the things to keep in mind, I have all this information on a blog. If you go to the Facebook page, it's right there. Uh, you can donate via Extra Life. We have teams, uh, both Omega Gamers and BJ Geek Nation. So you can donate through that. Mm-hmm. If you're not in the area and you would like to enter the raffle, like let's say you're about an hour away or you just can't make it down to Zulu's, you are allowed to call them and pe- buy your raffle tickets over the phone. Just no- make sure you know what you want to put your tickets into. Oh, cool. Yeah, we have a lot of cool wow. stuff. Yeah. A lot of, yeah, some of it's not necessarily necessarily geeky related I mean we have a Ken Griffey bat yeah it's a Ken Griffey autograph yeah. baseball bat with certificate of authenticity Ken Griffey Jr. that is yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's amazing uh, oh, a lot of games but yeah definitely can put it in a raffle that one's actually not a raffle that's going to be a silent auction oh nice I can't be in it because I'm not silent no, no, no you're, you're not. not no way <laughs> but we will be giving away we have a mountain of games we're going to be giving away as the stream goes on just randomly some of them came from our personal collections that's so. true gently gently used <laughs> and some of them even uh, just wrapped up again, so they're nice. You won't have to worry about it, but maybe, definitely do it. Maybe one of those games that BJ bought on impulse and realized mm-hmm. that everyone has the super awesome Kickstarter version, and you maybe don't need those anymore. Well, or just a game that you know what you, you have that shelf of shame, and you uh, realize okay, you know what yeah. I'm never going to play that. I've, I've had it, I've had it, I've had it, and I'm like like it's been years. I haven't opened, I haven't played it. Uh, there's one game I had that I punched out. I played somebody else's copy of the game. Mm-hmm. Never played my own copy. So it is really punched out. It's literally new. I just did you the favor and basically punched everything out. So it's game ready, but it's never been used. BJ had given me pandemic and then two of the expansions, but I already had one of the expansions. And then he's like, oh, yeah, all the cards are mixed in. I'm like, "Okay, well, I guess I'll give away my copy. So my copy had been only played like three times, if that. And then the expansion, I popped them all out and I never played the expansion. So they're new. (laughs) And people can get all the information if you go to the BJ Shea's Geek Nation Facebook page. Mm -hmm. It's right up at the top. The event page, the Facebook event page is there as well as my blog. Perfect. It's going to be a lot of fun whether you join us at Zulu's and Bothell which is a great board game cafe and they are amazing people mm-hmm. or like Vicky said you can call in you can join us on the Twitch stream which will have all that information it's all right there. And, mm-hmm. and Extra Life is great so many people are doing stuff all mm-hmm. over the yes. all over the world really. And please come down to Zulu's because they have amazing food. Zulu's yeah. famous sausage has donated a ton Ooh. of sausage yeah. where all the proceeds are going to go back into the Seattle Children's uh, Hospital and they have an Omega mac and cheese. Really? Whole pork on mac and cheese. Oh, my As goodness. well as an Omega dog and a Seattle dog. Ooh. Yeah, Josh uh, Josh and his buddies at the Omega Gamers love their food. <laughs> so this is, I think that might be one of Josh's favorite things to do is to basically have menu items Omega style is what they like to call it. And usually Zulu says, oh, you want an Omega style? And they just make it so good. That's amazing. Again, all that information available on the old Facebook page. Extra life. Now we've got to talk with my friend, your friend, the information guru known as Gareth von Kallenbach from Skewed and Review, that is SKNR.net. Gareth has some information about some of the tech that you may need. Gareth von Kallenbach joins us from Skewed and Review, that is SKNR.net. And on that site, you can get information about movies, about television, about video games, and also tech, which is what we're going to focus on today. Gareth, what does Turtle Beach have to offer for us now? Well, Turtle Beach has got a lot of interesting stuff. They recently did a merger uh, with Roquette, which is a German company, and that's something we can talk about at another time. But they are get, gearing up for their uh, you know, end-of-season releases, and one of the big things they've come out with is the wireless Elite Atlas Arrow. And what this is is it's a wireless headphone, as it would sound. Mm-hmm. And the great thing about it is a lot of these uh, wireless headphones can be in the 200 
250 range and that sort of thing. And the great thing about this is it's uh, mainly PC-based, but you've got a wireless headphone with really good comfort, really good sound. And, you know, it, it goes for about 180 but you can see it in some places in about the 125 to 150 range. So essentially, if you're someone that says, I want a good PC wireless headset, but I don't want to break the bank and go for one of the $250 ones and so on and so forth, this is a good uh, option for you. Nice. And one of the things I love about Turtle Beach, and I mean, it stands uh, the fact that they've got really, really good craftsmanship. I have two pairs. I've got a wire any wireless for my Xbox and it's just the simple fact of the like I've had them since I had an Xbox 360 and I'm still able to use them on my uh, on my Xbox one and right they're, it's been they years. last very well and they're always looking for ways to make them uh, more compatible with the new devices that come down the road too yeah they're fantastic so I mean yeah like maybe two hundred dollars might be seem like a steep investment but when you're doing it for years and years to come it's definitely worth it on that end uh, moving on from that, what does Creative have to offer? Well, Creative are the folks that make the Sound Blaster video cards, uh, sound cards, excuse me, and other um, products like that. They've recently been moving into uh, more and more audio. They've had these for a while, but they're really putting an emphasis on it. And we've talked in the past, like you remember, I talked about CES, about the technology they were playing with, with the dongle, where it sounds like mm-hmm. the sound's all around you instead of coming oh, out yeah. of the headset. Mm-hmm. Well, they're taking an interesting little step in, in a different direction and bringing out what's called the Creative T100 desktop speakers. And, Ooh. you know, these are in the yeah, 150 uh, range, but uh, what it is is that they're a pair of speakers with a remote control, which is pretty cool. And they work uh, great for your PC laptop, but basically they work with a Bluetooth 5.0 connection, but they can also do a USB or optical and direct connection. So essentially, this is uh, for those, if you want a pair of speakers and you say, I want to put it on my computer, I want to put it on my laptop, but then I also want to move it to uh, my phone and, you know, do that, you can because it's very practical because even though they're the set of a standard speakers, they're not like the old back in the 70s, uh, you know, shake the house speakers. (laughs) These are, uh, you know, give or take roughly what you'd expect from a desktop speaker. And the fact that you can set them wherever you like, set them up, use the Bluetooth option, makes it really nice. So if you, you like, for example, we can put them on the desk here, use them with the computer. I can move them over to Jen's desk if we want. We can stick them in the bedroom, put them in the kitchen, move them around the house, take them out by the pool if we want to. And that's what makes it so convenient. And that's one of those things, too, because, uh, like, a lot of people are looking at those Sonos brands where they want them in every room of the house. This kind of leans towards that, too. Some people are playing, you know, their music streaming services from their desktop and it's a good way to be able to do that and get that full sound throughout your house oh absolutely and that's the key you know you got to have portability and mobility these days (laughs) exactly and finally what do we got from ars technica well, they have got some rather interesting uh things what they've got here is a brand new wireless um earphone set and they come in all sorts of colors khaki white black that sort of thing and it's got a fairly long technical name but it's essentially the ATHCK S5TW <laughs> and I like to say think of it as a very comfortable very good quality Bluetooth headset. So for uh, people that go to the gym, this is where we see a lot of these things. For people out walking, riding your bike, although I don't recommend having your headphones in when you ride a bike. (laughs) Good call, good call. (laughs) 
some some people do, but uh, on the bus, you know, for your your commuters, the train, that sort of thing, and it pairs up easily with your any device with Bluetooth, and so it's a good way to if you want to watch your movies, listen your music, catch up on your TV shows, anything like that. It's a fantastic option for you. And the great thing about it is, you you know, we see a range of. Uh, options with Bluetooth. You see some things that are about $50, $60, and then you see these things that are about two to $300. They are in the higher end range at about $150 to $175. Nice. But you also get a very good quality sound with it, and they're durable. They last quite a bit. I mean, we we see them every year at CES, and you know, they we've seen headphones from them, uh, some over $1,000, and some as, uh, you know, in the hundred dollar range and doesn't matter. They're all comfortable and they sound really good. So it's essentially a good investment that should hold up a long time for you. That is awesome. And these are some really good things. I mean, if you're looking for something to give maybe your gamer, uh, gamer children or gamer loved ones or anybody about that, or if you're looking for these, these are the things that you can send people the links to, and you can find all the information about this at skewed and review. That is again, is at SKNR.net. Thanks Gareth. Anytime. Take care. Thank you so much, Gareth. Again, Gareth von Kallenbach at Skewed and Reviewed. That is SKNR.net. And BJ, you weren't here last week. No, I wasn't. Um, I, I wasn't here. No, you were on assignment. Uh, usually that's just a you know, cue for uh, spending too much time in the restroom. Yeah. But one of those things that you were doing was watching television. Not in the bathroom, but uh, well, uh, I'm not I'm not here to judge you and know what you do or not. Yeah. Let's be honest. We've all done it at least once. Yeah, you're right. Uh, but you, some of the things that have been returning, you were able to... To, uh, watch and I didn't even realize that Silicon Valley has been back. Yeah, this is the final season of Silicon Valley, and uh, if you have not watched this show and you're looking for something to binge, uh, it is a fine HBO show. Mm-hmm. And uh, T.J. Miller not on the show anymore, and I don't know if he's going to show up in this final season in any way, shape, or form. Last time we heard, saw from him, he was in a meditational like retreat center somewhere in Tibet or something, and he was <laughs> yeah. gone, long gone. Uh, but that uh, that doesn't stop this show from kicking ass, and uh, I, basically, you know what they, they had a very successful end to last season they're about to be this great big corporation it seemed like yeah. that would be the series finale it like, seemed like it could it would have be. been very well just like all right we've made it big we've done it yay everybody but that's not really how this stuff works out and you know something a show like this and, and it's a mike judge production obviously uh they get to take a look at what's going on today and how would they comment on it well when you think of silicon valley and what you know them being in the news you think about well facebook and what they're dealing with mm-hmm. well pi Piper, similar problems, and it does start oh, off no. with, of course, the CEO of Pie Piper, Richard, having to testify to a bunch of government officials. Oh, yeah. And let me just tell you, imagine in your brain what it would be like for the mild, timid, really socially awkward Richard <laughs> who throws up in wastebaskets when he's in front of uh, just uh, yeah, about 50 right? people. What is it going to be like for him to testify in, uh, in front of a bunch of congressmen and political officials? Yeah, it's as awesome as you think it is. Not well then, huh? Yeah, it's on HBO, so Silicon Valley, and I'm very excited. I think it's going to be a wonderful season. And Guilfoyle, you know, of course, uh, oh, it's so good. He yeah. was the teacher in Spider-Man: Homecoming. Yes, he was. Like, if you don't know that, like the the yeah, dorky Martin dude, Star yeah, is a cool little uh, feature on IMDb.com. Actually, they've they've interviewed Martin Starr and talked to him about a lot of stuff since Silicon Valley starting their season. So neat. Yeah, he's back, and uh, of course Dinesh is back as well. So those two are always <laughs> great together. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and uh, Jing Zhang is also back, which is great because he's a great character. He's a good foil to. 
the guys. Like he, he I think, like when they, they needed something when um, Ehrlich uh, went away. Yes. So I f- felt that he was a really solid person that could be that foil to Pied Piper. And uh, actually, you know, if you haven't seen the movie Crazy Rich Asians, but the actor that plays Jing is uh, is really really good, uh, and I can't think of his name at this time. Uh, I'm looking on Jimmy the list. O. Is it Jimmy O? Uh, Jim, think, oh, Jimmy O. Yang. Yeah, Jimmy O. Yeah. Yang. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, Jimmy O. Yang is fantastic in Crazy Rich Asians. He's an, he's a little different than what you know him on Silicon Valley. Uh, I love I love exposing great talent and saying, "Hey, go see the person to yeah. see him in that." But Silicon Valley, yes, sir, good show, dude. Nice, I'm excited. Now another show that is returning, and I don't think it's going to be its final season. We don't know yet, <laughs> like with anything nowadays. But season two for Impulse. Yes, this is a YouTube premium show, and uh, you remember the movie Jumper with uh, Hayden uh, Christensen. I oh, try not to remember that. Yeah, yes. literally the only movie I was sitting there looking at the person I went with. I'm like, I don't want to be here anymore. This is <laughs> I wanted to walk out. And I was 18. I had really bad taste in movies. I thought Daredevil was a great movie. Still at 18. What I love about this is that most of the time when people complain about a movie being bad, the creators of the movie, you know, are just like, oh, go blank yourself or they'll push back. Actually, the creator of Jumper said, you're right. This was horrible. Wow. I would like a second chance. And that's what YouTube gave him. And that's where he made Impulse, where it was about a teenage girl and he did a he realized it shouldn't be a movie but it should be a series oh, and uh, okay, okay. season one of Impulse was really really good and it's you know it's about basically this girl who has the ability to teleport um, and as you can imagine it with any origin story somebody who just develops powers uh, she's not that good at it and uh, she definitely is being hunted by people that want to hunt folks that have this ability so uh, there's a lot of cool stuff that goes on I will tell you this it is definitely a show for a young person because it focuses on teenage life is uh, and teenage okay. you know teenage girl life really and it's a little much for me as a man who's getting close to 60 so <laughs> I still watch it I still think it's good but man there's just a lot of that stuff that I don't relate to because I'm not a teenage girl in high school wait you're not I'm not I, I you know someday maybe <laughs> but uh, still a well done show it's on YouTube premium and it, and and there's season and with YouTube premium all the episodes are like here oh we are. nice you can just kind of yeah. binge it if you want to so give it a shot yeah. question on that though as uh, as a YouTube show uh, sometimes the 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 graphics can be uh, from okay to flat out amazing where does it stand for you on that well the great thing with teleportation you don't really need a lot of CGI to pull oh, that off good call all right sweet yeah. so right on. Uh, though there, I will say this um, there's still some cool things that happen as if you will a side effect to her power because her method of teleportation is interesting in how it has to be done and that's all I will say because you will see what I'm talking about in the first episode cool. of the series of season one. And you've got season one and, the, and we're into season two right now. So <laughs> YouTube Premium, which you might go, oh, no, another thing to buy. But the cool thing with YouTube Premium is you get to download all the YouTube videos to your phones or your iPads. And that helps with you because you you fly yeah. a lot. And so having to deal with that, you That's don't have to great. deal with the, uh, the the airplane internet trying to download anything or stream anything. I think that's the key is that who doesn't want to go on YouTube and do stuff? Mm-hmm. And also... You also get YouTube Music, which is like a Spotify. Oh, nice. Okay. And that's free. And nice. that's amazing, oh, too. Right on. So, so, you know, everybody's got their thing. This, to me, is the reason why I have YouTube Premium. I get all that cool stuff. <laughs> Another streaming service you have is the CBS All Access. Oh, yes. And it's because Woo! you love Star Trek Discovery so much, and you're 
going to continue with this. <sighs> and one of those things also is uh, the short treks that goes along with that. This was something that I didn't know was going to happen, and that was that they would give us little like 10 to 15 minute mini episodes that would really go deep on a character or go deep in a situation. Last year's short treks actually hinted at what would be happening in season two of Star Trek Discovery. I love that. Really? I didn't know at the time. It turns out you go, oh my gosh, that I remember that character from Short Treks. And they and so I think it's brilliant that they in a way it's a teaser for the season to come. Yeah. Last season with Star Trek Discovery, the thing that people were saying as much as they were, a lot of people are hating on Star Trek. There's just a lot of old people like me that hate on Star Trek Discovery because it's not the Star Trek I know. Oh, yeah, yeah. You see that on the internet yeah, a lot. Or, you know, it's a veiled way to say, I don't like all these women being the stars. You know, really is what, I mean, because everybody <laughs> yeah. who's a significant character on Star Trek Discovery, for the most part, it's women. And I think it's fantastic. I have no problem with it. I, I've had my day. You know what? I'm an, old, yeah. I'm an old white dude. Guess what? I've had plenty of people on screen that look like me. Mm-hmm. And Vicky's the one that really turned me to the fact that it's so wonderful she talked about how her dad really gets heart you know he gets this heartwarming feeling when he sees characters on the screen that look like him that he can relate to Mm -hmm. and that never happened in the 60s for the shows that we loved not at all you know and for me it happened all the time every there was always a white dude that was like the star yeah so i'm like fine with not a white dude being the star of any show anymore it's, it's kind of relieving to actually be able to get a different perspective on what you would expect and here's the spoiler if it's a good character i don't care Mm -hmm. what their gender identity is what you know i don't care anything about that i care about the fact that this is a cool human being going through stuff what do i care yeah if it's a cool human being and it's well written as a star trek fan these short treks gave us what we wanted which was more pike more Spock, more number one. Mm-hmm. That's why I was, I didn't know this was going to happen, but we were all like, <laughs> I would like to see more Captain Pike. I would like to see that version, which we got to see a little bit of like the Enterprise 10 years in the future before Kirk. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. And the only time we saw that was during an episode called The Cage, which they then rebranded into an episode, a two-part episode called The Menagerie. Mm-hmm. The only time we got to see Spock before he hung out with Kirk, the only time we got to see the Enterprise before Kirk was in charge, and you got to see a strong female character Character. This is 1966. You had number one who was this awesome, ballsy, in charge, second in command character. And I tell you, in the 1960s, to have a woman be this role and not be like, oh, you know, be like girly girl woman mm-hmm. was unheard of to the Absolutely. point where NBC was probably like, Roddenberry, what are you on crack? What are you doing? What's going on here? <laughs> well, of course, they showed a lot of that for us in, in season two of Star Trek Discovery. Well, the first short trek is a first meeting between Spock when he joins the Enterprise for the first time and his interaction with number one who plays is played by Rebecca Romaine. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, my God. It's so good. Really? I'm not going to spoil it, but you, if you, you know what? It is so good how they meet. And, Rev, let me just say this. There was a plot a plot hole in the development of Spock. He, did, he wasn't emotionless in the first time we saw him. He would yell. He would smile. And then they fixed it, if you will, with the new episodes. But mm-hmm. nobody ever said anything. You know, yeah, it's, it's like we're not going to worry about this. That's why yeah. all these complainers go. You know what? That's not. I mean, that violates a plot. I go. Have you forgotten how Spock used to yell and how he <laughs> smiled all the time? You, you guys don't ever complain about that. <laughs> they address that in this short trek. Wow! I love that they go that deep. Yeah. And, you know, so as a fan is as old as I am, I'm like, thank you so much for honoring what was and then also explaining it and fixing it a little bit. That to me shows that they love what was before, but they're also trying to give us something brand new. Now, the next short trek Vicky is going to love because one of the most beloved episodes of Star Trek 
is indeed the trouble with tribbles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, love, yeah. yep. Mm-hmm. It, is a, it is a wonderful comedic episode. Might be considered the only comedy episode that Star Trek ever did, really. Yeah, yeah, pure like comedy. straight up pure comedy, yeah. Well, they gave us a prequel to this in this short trek, and all I'm going to say is the uh, episode is called The Troubled with Edward. And I'm not even going to tell you what Edward is because, frankly, the last scene of this episode tells you exactly what Edward is, and it's a beautiful piece of comedy. I'm not going to ruin it at all. Let's just say Edward is, well... Yeah, he's just not what you'd call the best Starfleet has to offer. (laughs) Yet, he is responsible for basically one of the scourges of the galaxy that comes... Responsible. Yes. Wow. If you're going to have somebody who is going to be arrogant, but not the brightest, who's going to be just a malcontent, who is perhaps one of the most fun voices we've ever heard in in, in our current world of entertainment today, and I told Vicky, you don't need to know anything about Star Trek, you need to watch this episode because one of her beloved voice actors is, in fact, on this. He's the guy that gives you all the meats. (laughs) He's the best secret agent there ever has been. He's a guy that can flip a burger with the best of them. H. John Benjamin awesome. is the star of this episode, <laughs> and I'm telling you, he's perfect. That's oh my! Great. I'm like, you know what? If there was anybody that was going to do an episode about Tribbles, <laughs> yes, H. John Benjamin is the guy you want I'm to do that I'm just going to be episode. thinking Archer's doing this and screwing up Starfleet. Dude, it's so good. <laughs> it is such a fun episode, and thank you, thank you guys who do Star Trek for this. This was a brilliant episode. It's the, it, if anything, if, if this is going to hook Vicky, this this episode would hook Vicky. It's go. so <laughs> awesome. It's so awesome. I love this. I'm just this. picturing Archer. Yeah. Just with Tribbles. Dude, he has so many great lines. <laughs> he has so many great lines. Sometimes people thought that Star Trek was a little too uptight. Yeah. And I love H. John Benjamin's take on it. His whole character is just like, F you and your rules kind of thing. <laughs> so good. Well, Vicky, if this doesn't get you, well, uh, <laughs> I don't know if there's any hope at that point. I know. My dad and I are still behind me to finish the first season <laughs> of can, Star Trek. You can just watch this one. Just get this one out of the way. Uh, this one, by the way, Vicky, you can watch this it doesn't violate yeah. any timelines really no yeah, yeah I just really in not. general we got to get together I don't yeah. live with my dad anymore so it's harder and I know for Christmas he's going to want to binge what he calls pigs in space lost in space <laughs> that's true That's a, we're getting a lost in space series that will be on in Christmas season 2 Doctor Who the New Year's episode is coming oh, out yeah. and then they'll probably do something in 2020 where they'll have the rest of the series so <laughs> us geeks are going to have a lovely Christmas well Vicky you can hold off on that until Christmas but right now it is time to get to the geek sheet with Vicky B Vicky it's Friday so that means movies alright so I'm going to be completely upfront here only one of these movies technically counts under our geek genre. Oh, okay. The other ones I kind of like, and there could be an argument made for some of these, but they do look kind of cool. All right. First one being Terminator Dark Fate. Oh, I don't know yeah. that. Is that a, Linda, oh, what is that about? Linda Hamilton is back. Nice. And so is James Cameron. Which was, he hasn't been there since uh, T2. Yeah. Isn't that what everyone argues is the best one? Uh, A lot of people do, yes, because it was one of those innovators of, like, I guess it was CG, but Mm -hmm. there's a lot of practical effects. But basically, the T-1000 was the most amazing thing ever. Yeah. Uh, so far, it is only getting 68% on Rotten Tomatoes with no audience score. Oh. Interesting. Well, 68% is still decent. Which, Mm -hmm. honestly, I was expecting it to be less because it is... Not even a sequel. It's like five later. 
But here, but you never like I expect this people to like it though. And the the thing is, is James Cameron has said that this is taking place. Uh, it's in after T two, so all of those ones T three Rise of the Machines, uh, all of the different weird ones with the uh, the Terminatrix and all that stuff. Those ones aren't part of this. Yeah. So maybe maybe it's bringing it back. I don't know. I mean, I'm still going to go watch it. Like, the trailers that I've seen look fantastic. Yeah, um, and it, it, it reminds me of Terminator 2. Like, what would they be doing all these years later? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Except I don't understand the, 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 the gray man, the old gray man beard Arnold. I don't know where that's coming from. Well, I heard a little thing about this, too. And this is kind of weird. Uh, the director had said that James Cameron, well, James Cameron is the director. One of the guys working with the stories with him said that apparently that James Cameron felt that the T-800, which is Arnold, could possibly procreate with a human. Okay. And the other guy was like, no, that's not part of my story. So, I mean, James Cameron has some big bombastic ideas when it comes to all this. So, who's to say what he feels the Terminator can do? So, aging isn't really that big of a thing. Unless at that he point. really didn't get melted and he was really just sort of like a nice little body wax <laughs> at the end of T2 when he was lowering himself in. I am all exfoliated. Oh, I'm wow. Back. Yeah, that's how that works. Uh, another movie that's coming out, not really nerdy, unless you think like the crime dramas of the 1950s count. Mm-hmm. It's based on a novel. It's called Motherless Brooklyn. So it's set against the backdrop of 1950s New York. Motherless Brooklyn follows Lionel Ezrog, a lonely private detective afflicted with Tourette syndrome, as he ventures to solve the murder of his mentor and only friend, Frank Minna. Oh, wait, this has the Hulk in it, right? Yes, Edward Norton. Edward Norton plays <laughs> Lionel. Frank Minna is played by Bruce Willis. And we oh. also have uh, in this movie Alec Baldwin and uh, Willem Dafoe. Okay. Wow. We got some. I mean, yeah, it's an all star cast. There, Green yeah. Goblin's in it. The Hulk is in it. <laughs> this is pretty cool. Corbin Dallas. Yeah, Corbin <laughs> Dallas is in it. Just pretend that they're yeah. all those characters in this and see how that works out. Actually, for you. <laughs> we can make this a science fiction movie that if at the beginning of the movie, the main character actually went in a time machine. Oh, there you go. Then it's science fiction. There you go. Uh, it is getting 67% on Rotten Tomatoes. So if that's kind of your jam, hey, check it out. It's not getting bad reviews. Like Terminator. Yeah. Kinda. Another one in that kind of vein uh, that is certified fresh at 98%. Percent, and this is a Netflix movie, so you can definitely go check it out on Netflix. It's called The Irishman. We have oh, the return yeah. of one of my favorite actors of all time, Joe Pesci. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> oh, this is the the Scorsese De Niro. Yep. And this is oh, an Al Pacino. Yes. They say that they had to do the de aging on them. Yeah. So they use some of that that technology nowadays, and uh, even one of the, the directors were pretty cool with that because it's now essentially just a new form of makeup for right? them. And they're like, "Yeah, we're okay with this technology de aging people because." Yeah, it's just another thing that helps immerse uh, the viewers. Uh, Ray Romano is also in this, which I totally forgot about. I think I saw that in a trailer. And Anna Paquin. Oh, wow. Anna Paquin's good. Mm -hmm. And then last one on this list. Again, not super, super nerdy. Oh. I forgot to mention, uh, this is getting 98% if I hadn't already. 98% is pretty amazing. That is really good. Certified fresh. Is it coming out in a movie theater just so they get Academy? Probably. Yeah, like for like a week or so, something like that. Usually they do that. Or like a premiere in Hollywood. Okay. Uh, Jojo Rabbit. (laughs) Have you seen any of the commercials for this? I saw saw a trailer for this and I was like, I I need to see this movie. Really? Mm -hmm. So uh, basically the the same guy who directed Thor Ragnarok is directing and also starring. Taika Waititi. Mm-hmm. Oh really? Yeah, he plays an imaginary friend to, to this little kid. To a little kid. By the way, the imaginary friend is Hitler. 
because oh, the kid is a part of the, the, the Hitler Youth movement. That's right. Mm-hmm. This looks fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Rebel Wilson's also in this. Alfie Allen, uh, who was in Game of Thrones, uh, as well as Scarlett Johansson. Sam yes. Rockwell. So it's, again, one of those movies that has an all-star cast. And it's just the premise seems super silly. And I love that it's, uh, you know, a person of color playing Hitler. <laughs> yeah. It's, that tickles me pink. It's a lot of fun. And it's going to be one of those ones that it, it satirizes uh, that whole stuff, mm-hmm. like all of that stuff. Um, and Hitler is the imaginary friend, right? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So not only is the, is uh, he starring in this and, you know, directing it, he also wrote it. Yeah. And Which, so, I mean, uh, yeah. Taika, awesome. Taika did uh, Fly of the Concords, correct? Uh, I don't remember. Did he? I don't know. Uh, maybe not. No, 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 no. He did uh, What We Do in the Shadows. Sorry. That's it was it, the yeah. New Zealand stuff. I was yep, getting kind of yep, mixed yep, up yep. with all mean, that. But I mean, one of the Fly of the Concords dudes was in it. Yeah. That's yeah. Why, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's why I get confused yeah. on that end. But so that makes sense. Yeah. This is one of those that is, it's going to be silly. Uh, it's going to be a little ridiculous, but I think it's going to be a lot of fun. 78% tomato meter, but audience score has given it 98%. Wow. It's got 335 verified yeah, ratings. The, the concept, people go, I can't believe that this movie actually works when you think of the concept. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, it really, I mean, it, it, the whole idea that a Hitler youth story. <laughs> right? I <laughs> know. Well, until next time, guys, stay nerdy.